0: All right, it. Welcome to the AKA Minority Podcast, Episode Twenty Four. I am one of your hosts, Gigi Shuttlesworth, aka Little Will, and my magnificent, beautiful, extraordinary co-host, Lady Godiva, is not here today. She had a prior speaking engagement that she could not get out of, and we did not want the episode to be late, so you guys are stuck with me, and since you're stuck with me, I'm going to do something that I always wanted to do. Good morning, Vietnam! Earth to peace, Barbara Williams. (laughs) Like, I wanted to always start the show, but she was like, nah, nah, you're not doing that, but I can do it today because she's not here to tell me no. Because the episode will already be out by the time she hear it, and it's nothing she can do. <laughs> but yeah, I remember back in radio, I hated talking for long lengths of time. Back when I did radio in high school, they would always say, "You need to talk more. You need to do this." They always want me to engage with the audience, and I'm like, "Man, I, I just want to play records. I just, just you know, <laughs> I, you the know, play a club. You just been records. You been records. You know." <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I always want. I just wanted to play the music, but now. It's like, hey, I like. I kind of like talking now. I like, I like talking, which is, you know. But it's going to get to these topics. We have um, Madonna. Now, I originally wasn't going to talk about Madonna. I was going to let her pass. Like, I was going to let her slide on the podcast. I, as y'all know, if y'all follow us on um, Instagram, the Occo Minority. That I didn't. We didn't let her. So I let her have it. But now, I need to let her have it again because. She goes and opens her mouth and says that people shouldn't be disrespecting her prince tribute. Now, if you seen Billboard's tribute, she did, then consider yourself to never be getting that five minutes back of your life. So move on. If you didn't see it, don't waste five minutes of your life because you can't unsee it. It was horrible. It was trash. It was monumentally bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, this is I don't know what I thought was going to happen from Madonna, but I thought she was gonna do better than that. Anybody that loves Prince should know that that is not something he wants. First of all, Prince don't want you doing a tribute, but if you must do a tribute, this is what you need to do. You need to get Sheila E. You need to get the time, more than the time, and that's it. Nobody else, nobody else needs to grace the stage. Nobody else needs to sing. Nobody else needs to dance. Nobody else needs to play guitar or drums, whatever. Leave that alone. So Madonna thought she was gonna get her ass up there. I'm not looking, looking like old male or shit, and she was just gonna get up there, we'll just gonna be cool with it. It opened up with um Quest love giving the opening and he's tearing up. So we like, yeah, this is about to be- oh man, like we all just you know, still sad about Prince. So we all just feeling it. We like, man, come on, man. Like, you know, you you're hoping you're hoping that um quest will be okay. Which is another thing. You had Quest Love doing the opening. Was Quest Love not available to do the drums? Did did you ask Press Love? Hey, Quest Love, I want you to play the drums, man. You know, Prince would have loved it. Prince loves you. Prince would have loved it. What was he not available? Was he like, nah. I think see, I think Quest Love knew there was about to be some bullshit. So Quest Love was like, nah, I'll do the opening and I'll introduce her. But there's no way in hell I'm getting on the stage with Madonna. So it starts with like a op of like Madonna in her hand. She had like a cane or whatever. Oh man, I was like, oh, this might be good. I don't know. I don't know what in the hell of my mind made me go, oh, this might be good. But I was like, oh, this might be good. This might be. It might. Is Madonna about to do something that I might actually like? <laughs> I like Madonna, but I'm just saying. Far as Prince, so she spins around her purple chair. I'm like, oh, this is about to be lit. What the kids say is about to be lit. The kids, you know how the kids say it's about to be lit. So I'm like, it's lit. It's lit. Who, she starts singing. Nothing compares to you, and I, I, swear, I just, I just, I. And you know you and you know how they say when you get into a fight, you all you see is red. Like I, I, just went red. First of all, it doesn't. First of all, it doesn't match anymore. Seven hours, fifteen days since you took your love away. Like that doesn't match. Well, he been, he's been gone about a, a month now. So you get to singing that, and you start off key, and you continue to get more off. Off key, it's like you didn't need to hit the music. It's honestly as if you was practicing and you forgot that you was being recorded and it was live on air because that was some of the most trashiest shit I've seen. It honestly was like five dogs dying to the sound of music. It was horrible. She ooh, she was just oh I've never watched the prince performance where he just standing there, like you bring nobody. I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. Well, Sheila. You know, we're like a we like a Prince imitate. Like, first of all, I'm just happy she didn't do blackface. Like when she was spinning around, was like please don't let her do blackface. Like it just, something about Madonna just reads, I'm gonna do some blackface because I fucked black dudes before, so I'm gonna do some blackface. So I just I was like, man, she's gonna do blackface and I'm gonna lose my damn mind. So when she spent around, she wasn't in blackface. I was like okay, thank God she didn't do her hair like she didn't do her hair like um Prince Cedar. So I was like okay okay, but then she get to singing. And this is some of the trashiest shit I've ever heard. Like I never looked at Madonna, and this is this is not Madonna's strong point. Like I never looked at Madonna as a singer. Like well, you know she's more of a she's more of an entertainer, a person that can keep a she can keep a she can keep the harmony going. She can keep it going. Like I never looked at her. And was like, God damn, Madonna can sing. So you take your weakest point of your of your of your entertainment, and you try to make it a focal point by trying to full on sing. Nothing compares to you. I'm just glad, the more I think about it, the more I get glad that she didn't do other things to piss me off, like bring out Chanel O'Connor or whatever. Oh my God. Prince, we would have personally seen a ghost because Prince would have ascended onto the stage to kick both of them off. So while she's singing Nothing Compares to You and we're all cringing in our seats, Stevie Wonder comes in singing Purple Rain. And I'm like, save us, Stevie. Get the hell off the stage, Madonna. Stevie Wonder got it. Stevie motherfucking wonder got it. He comes in and he's singing okay. But I can't tell you whether or not it was actually good or bad. I just know it was okay because I heard a little bit of it. Because Madonna starts singing really loudly then. She made this so much about her that she started singing loudly off-key. Why Stevie wonder sing? how can you interrupt a god like Stevie wonder for you can get your notes off? Let that shit that Oh my god a high school play would have been better a high school tribute to Prince would have been better because it was Unimaginative like you had a whole month to put this together and the best you can do was singing purple rain and nothing compares to you You could have started with first of all we needed more than five minutes. We waited two hours for this and we needed more than five minutes. You could have done Let's Go Crazy. Like, Kiss. Like, you could have ran through a medley of hits and ended with Purple Rain because Purple Rain is everybody's favorite song from Prince. It's not my favorite, but it's everybody's favorite song from Prince. But you could have ran through a medley of hits. How the hell do Madonna not perform, darling Nikki? <laughs> oh, <coughs> that's up your alley. I met this girl named Nikki, and I guess you can say she was a sexteen. I met her in the hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. Like that would have been Madonna- that's Madonna's lane. You freaky as you wanna be. <laughs> Mama was in the Vickys let like, a nigga know. You know, <laughs> that old what is that? Trace song? That's an old Trey song, um the franchise boys. But yeah. You are Madonna, you're a freaky, you're a freaky person. So how can you not do Darling Nicky kiss on a door? It's so many things you could have done. Beautiful ones. Dubs cry. Like it's so many things you could have done. Prince got 39 albums. There's so many things you could have done, but you thought that nothing compares to you while you standing there trying to hold a note was the greatest idea ever. The shade that followed it was amazing because right after, like instantly, right after she came off stage, BT goes and puts out their video. And it's about 30 seconds. And it's like, this video prints, Prince, um logo on the screen. And it's like, and in in like the surroundings is going really fast. Then it gets, and it comes to a halt. And Prince comes up on the screen and Purple Rain is draining. And it goes, don't worry. No, we saw it. Don't worry, we got you <laughs> promoting the BT Awards. But their Prince Tripper. That video, man, just something about like they they put a lot of. I, I was feeling that. Vi- I was like, man, I, I was like, I don't know or right not. I'm 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 mad about um this Madonna that much that I like that I like something that BT did because BT really don't be bringing it. To, the, to a certain point but i love the BT shade game though like those are the kids call it right shade when you when you disrespect somebody like when you low-key disrespect somebody because remember they um that's up there with what they did to the Stacy dash when Stacy dash was like bt shouldn't be on air and bt was like so can we get our checks back or no because you know it didn't had a picture of her on the game which is a bt show that was hilarious like i'm like that's hilarious. That like their shade game is high. And BT starting BT starting to make um a comeback as far as me watching it because they're starting to do quality programming. One of the quality programs they do is Behind the Music. They do their own version of Behind the Music. It's called Um Inside the Label. Hosted by Charlemagne, the God. Shout out to him. <laughs> And they did Uptown Records, you I remember on, a, on an older podcast we talked about Uptown Records. You know how how that was how that how that became the start of Bad Boy because P Diddy got fired, whatever. But um, as I was watching it, they was talking about New Jack Swing, and I was like, these kids need to hear New Jack Swing. You know, you know, Bat Street Black Street Boys are derived from it. They wasn't on Uptown Records, but that sound came from Uptown Records. Uptown Records had their own lavish. Sound like it was a lifestyle sound like I hate when people say it's not mu. you know, it's not music It's it's a lifestyle. It's not a magazine. It's a lifestyle and blah blah blah, blah. but this really was a lifestyle like this really Depicted the sound depicted the way they conducted themselves off-record like they have all these extravagant parties You know uptown records is responsible for the first white party Andre Harrell, you know started the first white party or whatever white party as in wearing all white to a party not all whites a party that was started by the clan still goes on we don't attend or something one black dude that attended i don't know what the hell he was thinking but we don't attend anyway but yeah uptown records had teddy riley guy i'll be sure jodeci soul for real mary j blige and the architect of jodeci is p diddy like p diddy came in and he knew that they needed something different with Jodeci. Like he gave Jodeci this rough, edgy feel. Like you know, they're singing, but it's like they kind of look like They'll see, they'll sing, sing to your girl and kick your ass if you got a problem. That's the way Jodeci looks like. Jodeci looks like you don't want no problems with us, but we singers. Like they're like a rap singing group, which is which was pretty cool. But it got me to thinking that rap and R and B in general, they ostracize themselves. Out of situations, the older they get. Because Guy Teddy Riley and them, that was older when they was making his music, and that was back in the day. But now when you get now, when you come fast forward to 2016, even two thousand, even the early 2000s, when you get t- to a certain age group, people don't want to hear from you no more. And I was wondering why is that they do that? Because me, I like all genres of music. I like rock, I like country, you know, I like <laughs> rap. Hip hop, hip hop, and rap, two different things. I mean, you know, rap, hip hop, country, you know, all this stuff. So I like everything. So I got to thinking, oh, I love RB. I don't know how the hell I didn't say RB. I love R B. RB soul, neo soul. So I got so it got me to thinking, like, how does how is this? And the conclusion is because you do it to yourself. You put yourself like you put like you. You put yourself out the game because when you're young when you're a younger rapper, they'll be asking you about these older rappers. You're like, nobody wanna hear this old person. Nobody wanna hear this from this old person. Then they go sit down, go take care of their family. Like you say all these things. <clears throat> you say all you say all these things. And then when you get older, you wish you didn't say them because now you have trained everybody's mind that being old in rap is bad or being old in R&B is bad. And I don't really understand that because as you get older, your mind matures. That As your mind matures, you get better in your writing. As you get better in your writing, the music sounds better. So who doesn't want to hear music from a 35-year-old? Like Maxwell, I think he's about 40 right now. And then um, Lake by the Ocean is amazing. That song is amazing. If you haven't heard it, you should check it out. You know, R. Kelly still makes great music. All bullshit aside, all all dressing weird aside, because he would be dressing like he's twelve. Like I don't know the hell. Like he was. It's a joke. It's a joke there that I'm not even gonna make because I was not trying to make a joke. I'm just saying he. He. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. So there's no reason that these artists are not on tour right now. They should be on tour right now doing stadiums, not like club events or like the chicken circlet. Chicken circ. It, as they like to call it, they should really be on tour right now. Cause you got Elton John, Paul McCartney, YouTube, and on um, Bruce Springsteen doing tours. And did y'all did y'all see um Elton John on Nashville, which got canceled? The show Nashville got canceled. I love Nashville. It's like it's a country, it's a country show about one of my favorite old people. Older people. Ooh, older people or whatever. She's like a country star and she was like a rival like her this young woman was her rival, whatever. Anyway. Elton John was on there, and Elton John was looking so fresh. He came out, in his black suit, then it had like gold trim on it, like gold medallions. It's the only Elton John said, "Hold on, let me show y'all who the fuck who the real is." He came out there, he's still making albums. He still got albums coming out. So it's like only rap, rap only rappers and R and B people are the type of people to ostracize themselves out of a lane for no reason. Like you're, you're, you're knowingly doing this but still going about it like you got to understand you get older that's why i don't understand when young people just say oh you can call people old motherfuckers and all this stuff it's like you're gonna be old you can't be you can't the greatest blessing is life is to grow to be old that's your greatest blessing in life is to grow to be old so for you to talk about old people as if it's a sin or something nasty it's like you should want to be old. That means you have lived long enough on this earth. I don't want to die young. You know, don't don't take me, Lord. I don't want to go young. I want to be like a hundred. Let me live to 102, 103, not hundred and thirty. We we'll were talking. Um, Lady Kedai was talking about this the other day. I was saying something like um something about when I passed. and she was like, "God forbid." I was like, "You know, God forbid." You better have me out here five hundred years old, still alive. What the fuck I'm gonna be mad as hell, you know? Unless I'm 500 years old and my body still works properly and I can move around and cool game bet, more art I can create. But if I'm like 500 years old and I can barely get out of bed and all this other stuff, then no, no, no. Take me a long, long time and go. Lord, Lord, don't let me live that long. But yeah, it's no reason that these um artists are not doing stadiums. There's no reason right now. And To your younger artists that are listening, you need to get down with these older artists. Like, there's no reason that Big Daddy Kane is not doing a tour. Future need to call up Big Daddy Kane. Well, Future and Drake, since they're going to Summer 16, they need to bring him on tour with them. Let me... It's oh, it sounds so blasphemous to say let Big Daddy Kane open because Big Daddy Kane is Big Daddy motherfucking Kane. Well, let Big Daddy Kane do some dates with y'all so that you can put this in people's minds so you can start embedding their minds that when you get older, you can still do this shit. Like you can still do stadiums. stadiums. So if you make that you because you, because you have the power, you have all the power with the consumer. So you you express to the c- consumer that getting old is not a sin that way, when you get old, your ass can still go out there and make that money and make them and make this music. Because as you get older, your desire to make music does not die. You still want to make music. But mo- most, most of them feel like um, nobody wants to hear it. Because I would love a Slick Rick record. <laughs> it was like, once upon a time not long ago where people were pajamas and lived life slow, the loss was stern injustice stood, and people were behaving like they all too good. Yo, that song is good. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Oh boy. He's surely weird. Can they be talking at the end? Your uncle's surely weird. <laughs> yeah, I think he's on crack or something. Knock him, knock, knock, knock him, knock, 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 knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. <laughs> Ain't nothing. Rick the ruler. Presentation, but yeah, I would love to see them on tour. I would love to see them on tour. Yeah, I'll be sure, light like, skin ass out there, <laughs> like on the I want like a, I want like a grand tour. I want no, no janky club. I want like a stadium. But have a stadium tour. I bet the people show up. Oh, another thing I want to talk about is the thirty for thirty from ESPN that's coming out. It's called OJ Made in America. Now, it's coming out. The first part's coming out June 11th. Now, everybody that has seen it has loved it. They say it goes deeper than The People versus O.J. Simpson. Now, The People versus O.J. Simpson was some great shit. But Dan Levitar raves about this. They say it's eight hours with 10 with commercials. So I ca- I cannot wait to June 11th to see this because I've been so intrigued with this case since I was a youngin'. Because as y'all know... As I know, the trial—it was called the trial of the century. O.J. Simpson versus everybody, basically. You know, the those Detroit versus everybody. O.J. Simpson versus everybody. You know, I've been waiting. I've been. I've been now. I've been waiting to watch this ever since I watched um, the People versus O.J. Simpson because I knew about the case and I studied up about it, about Johnny Cochran and all that. But just to see it play out on screen was amazing because I was not. I was not about to watch a million hours of um footage from the courtrooms. Like I seen some of the footage, but I'm not about to watch a million hours. But the old people versus OJ Simpson did it right. So they say that this, this goes even deeper than the people versus OJ Simpson. The thing I want to talk about is the way Johnny Cochran comes off as a superhero. Because that's what he can't be. Like if you if you if you ever read up about that Johnny Cochran, I've been reading about Johnny Cochran since I was young. Everything I've ever read said that he he takes he takes litigation to another level. Like He is not playing with you. Like He's one of those lawyers you just don't want to fuck with. And I always liked him because he was responsible for getting Geronimo Pratt out of jail after being in jail for about 25 years for a crime he didn't commit. Geronimo Pratt, a Black Panther from back in the day, shot the rest of the piece to him. But yeah, he was able to get Geronimo Pratt out of jail. So if you you able to get a, um, a Black Panther out of jail, I already love you forever. Because as we all know, if I was born in the 80s, I would have been a Black Panther. Fight the power, power to the people. You know, we did a whole episode about Black Panthers for Hampton. You should go back and watch that when it's in the archives. I mean, my personal opinion, I feel it's one of our best episodes because I tell, I de- first of all, I debunk the myth about Black Panthers. Hate it might be because white people worked with the Black Panthers. But anyway, go back and watch, doc- go back, I said go back and watch. I'm saying watch like we recorded it as a documentary. But go back and listen to the episode because it's pretty good. But back to the people versus OJ Simpson or OJ Simpson made in America. Now, if you don't know who O.J. Simpson is, OJ Simpson was a football player that was beloved by all of America. OJ Simpson to best describe O.J. Simpson, I have to use this. OJ Simpson was the type of black person that a racist white person loved. Because of what he done what he did on the football field. He was he like he was able to make racist white people. Love him like they was just like they didn't see him as black or white or whatever, they saw him as OJ. That's how great he was. He was able to make racist white people love him. Now, OJ Simpson was accused of murdering Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Now, after that, a whole bunch of the weirdest things ever that if they did not actually have video of this and it was telling it back to me, I would not believe it. Because I remember I remember watch I remember watching, I remember watching the Bronco chase with AC, you know, out cowling or whatever. And it was the slowest chase ever. Like I'm thinking this is like a joke on TV and like they're filming like a movie or something, and the cops didn't know about it. Because first of all, they're moving so slow and they're just driving around in nowhere. And they're calling in to them. You know, it's the. They talking to him. He's nah, man. Keep driving you know, keep on driving or whatever. AJ said he just wanted to drive around and all this other stuff. They say he wrote a suicide letter. Like his lawyer was reading a suicide letter talking about how OJ um sends his condolences. He was gonna kill himself. Don't feel sorry for me I had a great life. Like he he won, he also put in there, I didn't kill my, I didn't kill my um my my ex-wife, whatever. OJ to me, OJ, OJ Simpson comes off as a, as a narcissist. Like he comes off as a sociopath. Because either he really didn't do it or he fully convinced himself he didn't do it, and he's giving it to the public. Like he's gonna take it to the grave Right now he did it or he didn't do it. You know, you know, he later wrote a book called Um If I Did It. Which is no spoiler alerts, cause you should know by now that OJ Simpson was accused the murder. He may have murdered them. I don't. I don't know. I I, I personally believe. I know this blasphemy for a black man to say, but OJ did it. You know, you know, for the barbershop, my barbershop. OJ did it, cause that's how fucked up the world was at that time, or is at this time still? Is that we was routine? Well, I wasn't. I wasn't routine. I, I didn't. I think I was in third grade. We was. Well, un say we we was openly rooting for OJ to get off simply for the fact that he was black. We wanted OJ to get off because it was no way in hell black man was gonna kill a white woman in LA in that time around the race riots and you know Rodney King getting beat up and they are tearing shit down. It was no way in hell with that backdrop that a black man was going to kill a white woman and it was just gonna be cool and it was gonna get off and whatever. It was like it's no way in hell the black man would do that. So that was the whole. That was the whole thing. So when you get accused of murder, two white people and you black, you are gonna need dream team. So he calls. Uh, he calls Robert Shapiro. Robert Shapiro puts together the dream team. <clears throat> you know, Johnny Cochran, Robert Kardashian. I still to this day don't know what Robert Kardashian actually did for the case at all, because in the show. And from what I always read, he didn't really do shit. He was just see, he had to be the most depressing person ever. He, I don't, he, he was having, he was battling internal, internal demons. Like, did OJ do it? Did he do it? I don't know. Like, he, like the whole, like the whole show, he just was like a sad, like he looked like a sad dog. Like somebody, like he, like somebody stole his dog. That's what he looked like the whole show. But Johnny Cochran was the greatest thing that happened to OJ, and o- OJ should send his man, he should send, he should send um, flowers to this man, great, every day, rest in peace, Johnny Cochran, Johnny Cochran originally wasn't going to come onto the case, like, Roger Piro called up Johnny Cochran, and Johnny Cochran was like, I don't want to do that, he was telling his wife, you know, his, ni- Johnny Cochran telling his wife at his nice house with the, um, you know, how the dry cleaners got the revolving, the revolving chain, he had one of those in his house, you know, He's looking at his suits, getting fresh for the day. Like that case is a loser. It's a loser. Like he, like Johnny Cochran, fully believed that there's no way in hell OJ Simpson was going to win the case. It was no way in hell OJ Simpson was going to win the case. So he told his wife. Then he thought about it, and he was like, "If I can get OJ off, if I can get OJ off, you know how much of the motherfucking man I'll be." <laughs> So, yeah, as you know he took the case and he went from being just on the case to the to to the to the head to the head counsel. When I say Johnny Cochran played the race car, you know people are like they all playing the race car. No, whenever somebody says you playing the race car, say no. Johnny Cochran played the goddamn race car and he played that motherfucker well. Because if you know your client is guilty because you know you know OJ's guilty. OJ killed these two people. It's no way in hell OJ didn't kill these people. somebody send OJ up this to this magnitude to the point to the to this point with gloves and blood and bronco and all this like your bronco was there, the, the the um the housekeeper seeing you like it's no way in hell somebody send you up to this highest level, but it's so far-fetched that it's so believable at this climate. So you had to make you had to you had to you had to big up the race card. You telling me that this black man would murder this white woman in America? This is America. We're mistreated, beaten down, spit on, stomped out, called nigga thirty five times before you brush your teeth in the morning. It's no way my client did this. The LAPD want him. Dead. They want him behind bars. This black man is out here taking these white women and they don't like it. It's no way my client did this. Like Johnny Cocker had me looking at the screen, like, wait, wait, what? Maybe he did. I will like, yeah, they want that black man. They ain't trying to hold a black man down. There's no way he did it. Like he, he had me convinced he didn't do it. I'm like, well shit, did he do it? Or didn't like? I know damn well this motherfucker needed, but you know he had you questioned it. Like all you gotta do is question the motherfucker. He, asked, uh, man, Johnny Cocker should have had a um. So su- oh, all you missed was Superman, Kate, because when he walked into place, he was the like I said, he was the man. He had he had that race, he had that race bubbling. I remember um. He was talking to the president one time, and Robert Shapiro, because Robert Shapiro, he hate litigation. Robert Shapiro is trying to get you a deal before he can get out of there. He's cool with the LAPD. So he's cool with the LAPD, and um, he goes to Johnny, what are you trying to do, start a race war? And Johnny looked at him like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like the more the more the more doubt, the more doubt and suspicion you put in the people's heads about whether or not OJ did it is good for your client, which really pissed me off because Robert Shapiro, instead of him trying to get OJ off, he was too busy trying to get a deal. Your obligation to your client is to get them off, whether or not you believe they did it or not. If you take the case, you owe it to them. Like, that's one reason I wouldn't be a lawyer, because if I if I took a case for a killer, I don't want I, I don't got time to deal with that. But you knew going into this that OJ did it. You gonna ask him, "What did you do it?" <clears throat> which you gonna be like? Yeah, I murdered them, man. I murdered both they ass. You know damn well he did it. You ain't have to ask him what not he did it. Johnny Cochran, Johnny Cochran knew he did it. So Johnny Cochran's job is to get him out. Johnny Cochran's job ain't to get no damn deal. I ain't paying you all this money for you get a deal. That ain't how it works. You get me off by any means necessary. Johnny Cochran got him. Got went to work. And I feel so bad for Marsha Clark because in the show or in the trial, I keep on saying show, in the trial, Marcia Clark was so confident in her statements, opening and closing, that it was no way that OJ Simpson was going to get off. She would walk past Johnny Cochran smirking, like, we got this motherfucker. that and that um, that black dude. They'll just walk past him, like, we got this motherfucker. Like, it was, she felt it was no way that he was going to be able to present a case to get OJ off because the evidence was so strong. Like the evidence was so strong they found gloves, you know, his Bronco, <clears throat> blood, all this stuff. <clears throat> they just knew they had Johnny. They knew they had OJ. But Johnny was just that great. Because the LAPD fucked up several times. They fucked up several times. Like this is this is the funny part about it. Like the LAPD clearly loved OJ. I don't, I personally don't believe that some of the LAPD wanted the OJ to get locked up. But they fucked up so Several times they visit. They go to talk to O.J. about the murder. O.J. got a cut on his hand. They're like, "Where you get that from?" He like, "Oh, I, I, I got cold money. I don't know. I guess I was watering the plant, and the plant attacked me." Like, "Oh, okay, O.J. Oh, we all right? Well, that's all line of questioning we got to do. We got, to be you know, yo, yo, like they, they, <clears throat> they clearly didn't want to lock this man. They was like giving this man." ample opportunities to just get the following, away like this run nigga just run you know like basically, when they were doing the high speed chase or the low speed chase we're just going to follow you till you stop driving like they want they didn't want they didn't want to lock oj up you could tell they did not want to lock oj up but eventually gets locked up but so one of the points where Marsha clark should just threw her gloves and just walked home was when um mark foreman got brought to the stand now Mark Foreman plays one of the most crucial parts in this trial because Marshall, I mean, Mark Foreman was the one who felt the bloody the bloody glove at the Simpson House. Now, Mark Foreman was a racist cop. He's a, rac- he's a racist. In the past, you know, he used racial epithets towards black people in the past. Probably the future, probably all this shit, you know. So he's a, he's a racist person. So they get him on the stand and Johnny Cochran is so strategic with it that he gets the white lawyer to ask the questions about the nigga and stuff like that, because you get the black lawyer to ask it, then it seems too set up, it seems too coerced. So they get up there and they ask him, "Have you ever said nigga? Have you ever called somebody nigga? Have you ever used nigga?" ever do you refer to black people as niggas like and the courtroom was like oh because it's just this old this older white man just saying the word and just saying the word niggas he just said nigga like nigga 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 you know <laughs> that's dave Chappelle's kid i think but you know like he just saying he's saying it but um <laughs> poor 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 foreman actually fucking because he's racist he goes no i have never used the word why did he do that? Why did he perjure himself on the stand? Like everybody already knew you used the word. So you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You perjured yourself on, you purge yourself on the stand, which is a fucking, which is a fucking crime. So you do that, then the tapes come out, and then it's all hell from there. Cause you know, Johnny Cocker had a feel that day then. This, you know, a black hero, a black hero is trying to be framed by this white racist cop. Cause one of the cops took the evidence home and then brought it back the next day because he was tired and he didn't feel like driving to the station. So the G, the, the LAPD fucked this case up so bad that I'm surprised that department didn't just get shut. Department should just got shut down. Cause it's like, how do you stumble this this bad on an opening shut case? Bloody gloves, witness kind of. In that. you there was an the opening shut case. There's no way in hell that OJ should have been able to get off, but they was not. Suspecting Superman to be in the building, Johnny Cochran got him off. Got that social off. That social path went home. And had a party that same day, that same night. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck, which is really funny because another thing Johnny did was um he brought everybody to the Simpson house and he brought everybody to um, Nicole's house. Now he stripped Nicole's house. Actually, no, he talked Marsha Clark into getting them to see the crime scenes and to see OJ's house or whatever. So they script Nicole's house. Nothing's in it because one of the things Marsha Clark thought she was doing was putting a face to the victim and letting you feel where she sat, where she watched TV, where her children played. So, you know, seeing pictures, where she hung her clothes, where she laid down. So she wanted to make an emotional connect with the jury. But then... They go there and it's just nothing. It's just a, it's just an empty house. So she's looking crazy. So they go to OJ's house and again, remember OJ wasn't OJ wasn't really that type of black person. OJ was wasn't that type of black person. So Jenny Cochran tells him beforehand, yeah, I might I might have did some things in your house. Don't be alarmed. Just go with it." And OJ's like, "What are you talking about? You know, I did, boy." cuban jr plays this role so well because the buffoonery that is oj simpson in this show is just high magnitudes but he's like what what are you talking about you know you know he always looks like he just don't know what the fuck he's always always looking like he'll know what the fuck going on like he couldn't comprehend words so they go to his house and they walk in and it's like african statues everywhere pictures of his mama they had the um his heisman trophy out his um, sports million Billia out which is which? Which is funny because, as y'all know, O.J. Simpson eventually ends up getting in jail for what he is right now. He gets locked up for spilling his own sportsman billion back. They tried to say he kidnapped the dude because he broke into the room and stole his own shit back in the hotel in Vegas. Which is which is fucked up. Like that was just like karma catching up to you. But anyway, so they take him in their house and they're like, "Oh man, look the Heisman Trophy." So, Johnny Cochran at every step that Marsha Clark tried to take, Johnny Cochran was there to just shit on her. He it all over her at all times in this trial. I mean she was, they had a, they said that she was in a bar one time explaining how those conspiracy theories that OJ was set up was nothing but craziness because the, the the cop had to do all this running back and forth, jumping fences without being seen, planting gloves, where you're gonna get his blood from and all those other things. Which is which which is a logic which is a logical point. Which is logic made logic, it made logical sense. But Johnny was just that good, that he was able to just knock all that out. But if y'all got some time, y'all should check out The People vs. O.J. Simpson. I didn't tell everything in the this, in this show because I wanted y'all to check it out. But y'all should check that out. Y'all should also check out um, O.J. Simpson Made in America because that's going to be good. Like, I love me a good crime. I love me a good documentary. And you tell me a documentary going to be eight hours, I'm there. The first part airs on ABC on June <laughs> on June 11th, so be sure to check that out. Now it's time for the Awkward Mail. Everybody's favorite part of the podcast when you ask questions and we answer them. If you have a question you would like to ask, you can send it to Jvars at planetofthesandcoin.com. That is J-A-V-A-R-I-S at planetofthesandcoin.com. Sandcoin is spelled S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. Or if you would like to send it to my co-host, Lady Godiva, her email is kadir at wordsbyladyg.com that is g h a d i r at wordsbyladyg.com now this arcamel was sent in about a couple weeks ago and i remember saying to this person that would they be cool if i waited for the perfect time to do this one because it was it was directed to, for towards me and they wanted to know what is my favorite outcast album and I remember typing back to them, you motherfucker. Because it's so hard to pick one. Like, I was thinking about it right now. And I'm still thinking about it right now to this moment. And I can't, it's not the obvious. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not, it's not the obvious one that everybody think is going to be. It's not speak about love below. It's not that. That's not the obvious one, but it's not speak about Loves below. It's not ET um, aliens. It's not, and it's not Stankonia. Like everybody loves Stankonia, and everybody said that's their favorite outcast album. But Stankonia is not that for me. Like right, Stankonia is amazing because it got. Don't everybody like the smell of gasoline? or we'll burn motherfucker. Burn American dream. Don't everybody like the taste of apple pie? with we'll snap for your slice of life. I'm telling you why. Right, then Brother Nature on birth control. You know it got some classic on there. and the more I think about that, the more I think that the movie Black Panther, not 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 um not the, actually yeah, it could be both the Black Panthers, the, um the Black Panther Party, the Black Panther Defense Party, and the Black Panther from Marvel, the superhero. Can you imagine it coming on? It'd be like, you know, the all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, because you know the top song star. All right, all right, all right. Don't everybody like the smell of gasoline, What will burn motherfucker, burn American dream. Don't everybody like the taste of apple pie with we'll snap for your slice of life. I'm telling you why. Hurt their mother nature on birth control, like <laughs> which would be pretty funny because um the Black Panther, the superhero, he's from Africa, so it'd be kind of like a diss to America, which would be fine to fucked up, but a lot of people wouldn't catch it because they don't know. So, yeah, they should definitely use that, but it's definitely not. It's not Stankonia. Stankonia has some classes like that, like Spaghetti Junction, Mumble Jumble with Erica Badu, Miss Jackson, Bombs Over Bad Dad. I remember that video when that video was shot. I remember watching it, and I'm a sucker for anything that's filmed in Georgia and it shows Georgia. So, when it comes on, it got them running through barn homes. Only, and I only been through barn homes four times in my life because I'm not, I'm not a fan of dying. One of my AU teammates lived over there, so we would drop him off. You know, I hang out for a little bit, and before it got dark, I was gone. I was back on the, I was back on, I was back on the other side of town. I was not trying to die. They don't play around there. So when they're running through uh, barn homes in the video, I'm like, I know that. Like you know, in the video, they run down that big ass grass hill. I have rolled down that hill a million times before. So I remember being like, I know that place. You know, ooh. you know, so I felt really, I felt like like, I, I, I felt, I felt like a lot of Atlanta pride. They had, you know, so fresh, so clean, red velvet is on the album. So Stankonia is not my favorite Outkast album. Now, something list to go out. Kind of be in the running, but it's not my favorite either. It's their most country is album because ain't nothing but a chicken wing. We have to smoke out in the dungeon with the Mary Jane. It's just the pimps play It's Mac Dad it's East Point. It's all about that set single chest. It's the joint. You soft it in silicone. Use the pump up taste. Like it's a very country album. And you know, I love country because it shows off Atlanta in an authentic way. But that's not my favorite album. That is the album where, um, Andre 3000 was like the most gangster that he has ever been. You know, growing up a little G, my mama thought I'd grow to be a lawyer or a doctor, but I felt like coming hard a pack a shake up in my sock when I started kindergarten. This ain't no secret garden, so you fly with niggas fleet. Like, whoa. Like Andre, Andre, you you foreshadowing dog. Cause you're gonna you you know, you you I'm, yeah, you know, people can say you a flower child now. That's that's one of their um best out. Al- that's one of their best albums. So the playlist like music is one of their best albums. They got the Call of the Wild, which is one of the Outcast's greatest songs. You know, got the Goodie Mob on that one. So yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. But that's not my favorite album either. Claiming True is also on there. <laughs> is it my favorite album? No, it's not my favorite album. It's not my favorite album. Um ATL is not my favorite album either. But it's in contention, like it's in contention, because I feel like <laughs> ATL-ing is, was like a dry run for my favorite album because they had a whole bunch of songs they later learned from on that one and they was able to master it on the next. My favorite Outkast album has to be Aquemini, Like as I talked about earlier, it's kind of like they took Southern Playlist kind like of music and it took A.T. Gelling and then they learned from that and it became this sound that cannot be matched by anybody in the years to come. Not even by them. That's why they had to, that's why I always say they had to go to Stank Like Stank pushed the boundaries of music and it made it so futuristic that it's still taking light years for people to catch up. But Aquim beats it to me because Quimini. Is so in its own pocket that you can't do nothing but just marvel at it. Like they had the they had all the tracks. And we're gonna start with the one track that I'm tired of people that's not from Georgia getting wrong. Spotioty Dope delicious. Now let's be clear. He is not saying Hollywood Cole. He is not saying Hollywood Cole. He is not saying Hollywood Cole. What he is saying is Hollywood courts. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he goes, and the crowd goes wild as if Holyfield had just won the fight. But in actuality, it's only about 3 a.m. And three niggas done got hauled off in the Avalanche, sliced up. Two niggas done started busting. Wait up, wait up. And one nigga done took his shirt off. Talking about, you no, know, who else want to fuck with Hollywood cop. Now, the interpretation of this has got so lost over the years that people don't even know. What the hell are they saying anymore? Like, everybody wanted to debate with you where right? not they're saying Hollywood Cold or Hollywood Court, but the people that's trying to say that he's saying Hollywood Cold are not from Georgia. How are you going to tell a Georgia person about a Georgia song about a situation that we all know about? Because in Georgia, whenever people fight, they love to say, who's going to fuck with Bond Holmes? That's what they're saying. They're saying Hollywood Cold. They're not saying Hollywood Cold. I know, even J. Cole acknowledged that he's not saying Hollywood. Cole he said he just put his own twist on it. But yeah, but stop. Andre 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 Sutton to the to the to the to the core. So he would say Hollywood Cole. He said Hollywood Cole. He's saying Cole. It, it sounds stupid as fuck. But he says Hollywood Court because it's a um it's a project that was in Georgia. Thing got tore down in like two thousand and nine needs to have parties and shit. You know, when you in Georgia, when you find you like, who else wanna fuck, you know, now who who wanna fuck, who wanna fuck with Hollywood Co-? Cause you was rapping, cause in Georgia, I don't know about any other place. You you rep your hood, like you wrap your hood like it was a set. So, you know, people be like, you know, who wanna fuck with Bowen Home? Or who wanna fuck with Bank? Or you know, uh I don't know I don't know. I, I never hung in the projects because I'm not from the projects, so I never hung in the projects. stuff I was in Born Homes a couple of times. I went to bankhead courts one time, and I knew I don't need to be there because it is a goddamn hostile situation. So yeah, anyway. So I don't know. I don't know all the. I don't know all the guys. Pair home. Ooh, for pair home? Hey, pair home, pair home. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that that's basically was the way they talk. Like you was repping your your repping your set. So he's saying Hollywood court, not Hollywood cold. So if y'all can chill the fuck out with that because it's not that hard to decipher what he's saying. Or y'all can just or somebody could just ask him and then he can just shut y'all down. That's also the um that's also the album with Rosa Parks on it. Now if you ask me what what video captures Outkast at their most Outkast moment, it would have to be So Fresh So Clean, Bombs Over Baghdad, and Rosa Parks. And I say Rosa Parks because Rosa Parks was where you could tell that they was going in two different paths, but they still was come together to collectively make a sound of music that nobody can match, which makes them the best rap group of all time to me. Because everybody else, after like two albums, you can tell that the that they're going in different directions, or they're going in different directions, but they don't know how to bring it together, or they they both have this creative flow, but they don't know how to put it all into rhyme into a song. But Outkast was able to be an eclectic on two different sides of the coin, but when they was on a track, it flowed so beautifully. So, you know, that's the one, that's the song where I met a gypsy and she hit me to some life game to stimulate the left or right brain. Said, baby boy, you're on the funky as your last cut. You focus on the past, it be a has, but there were to live by the either the word to die to. I try not to throw it at you, to turn that on and bid of undrained mm-hmm. As That's as also the song where he makes reference to his favorite group. I took a shower, kind of sour, because my favorite group ain't coming with it, but I know they're probably going through it anyway. But referring to um a Tribe Called Quest, because that was his favorite group, a Tribe Called Quest, they was actually going to do a a joint album with them because they love Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest loved them. But they end up not doing it for some reason. Andre really doesn't go into detail about why they never did it. I know it was way before Fife passed away. Rest in peace to the five foot assassin. But it was years before that, so I don't know what happened. If I had to take a guess, it's because Andre's heart is not in music anymore. But that's probably that's that's probably that's probably reason. You know, that that that, that that's, that's that's my guess. But I'm not going to just speculate on some shit I don't know about. But apparently, they was working on a joint album together. We all would have fucking loved that. Of ATLians, like they turned, like they took everything they learned from ATLians, and they was like, okay, we know what we want to do. Like it's like. Oh, I don't want to say it's like watching LeBron finally win his first ring. It was like finally, like you know, his greatness, his greatness is finally starting to blossom into this unstoppable force. So that's that's kind of like what Outcast is Aquimani is. Like, because if you take Jaz, like Jazzebel is a prequel, is a prequel to, to um the artist storytelling to me. You know, yes, I love it like Egyptian, want a description, my global highness. So many pluses that when I busted there can be no minus. Like, come on, Andre. Goddamn! Really? You just gonna kill us like that? Cause, it, <laughs> cause Susie, cause Susie Thumper on the artist storyteller could easily be Jazzy bad. You know, Susie Sue had a partner named Sasha Thumper. I remember number like the summer, where her and Susie get it through a slumber party but it didn't call me back because it was summer. Well it was more like spending night me in the morning yawning dancing on the street like I'm chilling like a villain and a nigga feeling right in the middle of the curve with a sprite all that bullshit we on her back staring at the stars above, talking about when we wanna be when we grow up. I said what you wanna be. She said a lie. It made me think for a minute, then look in the eyes. I could have died. Time went on. I got grown, Ryan got strong, mine got blown. I came back home to find little sasha was gone. Her mama said she would a nigga that be treating her wrong. I keep on singing my songs and hoping that a show that I would want to see her standing in the front row. But two weeks later, she got found in the back of the school with Anita and her arm, baby. Two months dude, Sasha Thumper. It's like that man. You gotta go get the hump about your back now. I got four, five cats off in my leg now. I'm just shooting game in the form of story raps now. It's like that now. It's like that now. Cause you know, cause Jazzy uh, um Jazzbell, he talks about this girl. You know, I hate to think of these I hate thinking that these the future mothers of our children who are fucking a different nigga every time she get the feeling too. So that's why I like that's why i connected with um. My mama say she with a nigga that be treating her wrong. If you really and the hook and the hook and Jazz Bell also goes, if you really want to be my boo, straighten up your shit, I'll be with you. You know, talk about men and broken, maybe, maybe we can mend a broken heart. So you like, I keep on singing my songs and so hoping that'll show that I would one day see her standing in the front row. So it's kind of like it's telling a story about a girl he really want to be with. But she's so fucked up that that he can't can't bring himself to be with her because he don't feel like he can really save her. But he wants to try to save her. But in the the end, she gets found in the back of the school with a needle in her arm. Baby, two months due. Sasha Thumper. It's like that now. Gotta go keep the hump about your back now. They got four, five cats off in my leg now. Just shoot game in the form of story. Rats now, it's like that now. It's like that now. Oh, Andre! I'm wanting to highlight so the, they also was able to get on the track with that boy from Shaolin, Raycon, Raycon. And that was around the time where um Big boys rapping super boy. Sometimes Big Boy rap so damn fast you don't even understand what the hell going on until you like listen back later on. You like, whoa, because he was like, because the way because the way I was heard when I was younger, I bust raps like these boys bust gats. Shit, we the type of people that don't bury the hatch or the latch. And like what? But it goes, boy, I bust raps like these boys bust gats. <laughs> we the type of people that don't bury the hatch or the latch. Every time I see you your link we snatch <laughs> right around. Oh, national, you know, like what? Like, I like I did not know how that was in the song. It's like, you, it's like, whoa, he rappin' so fast. You just like, you think, you, you know, you think you know the words but you don't really know the words, but that's, um, that, that album has so many classes, the, the self title track Quimini slums. Y'all know slums for, um, that scene that, that scene in Neighbors, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to repeat it. But y'all know the scene in Neighbors. You got Simpsons, uh, can you live the baby, you know that one. So that's my favorite outcast album. I was going to run through them all, but I was like, I don't want to bore y'all with my music talk. So I just decided to touch on a couple. But yeah, that's the episode for this week. Hope I didn't bore y'all too much. If I did, I'm sorry think Kodaiso would definitely be back next week. And if she's not, I'm just saying. that's someone's like, someone like it, if she's not, no, nah, she's definitely going to be back next week. She just could not do it this week. She could not do it this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and our personal blogs, Planet of the Sand Corn, wordsbyladyg.com, And we're on all social networks as the Aqua Minority. See you guys and gals next week.